Welcome to the Charlottesville Photography Initiative podcast, sponsored by SmugMug, Richmond Camera, Pro Camera Charlottesville, Crutchfield, and Nations Photo Lab. In our July podcast, we'll continue to tell you about who we are and what we're doing in the Charlottesville, Virginia community of photographers. It's been a pretty exciting June around here with Look 3 and some of our own major events as well. And we're going to run down all the highlights for you, and there are quite a few of them. Through our commitment to community outreach, we regularly practice caring with a camera here at the CPI. And on today's podcast, you'll learn about a special community outreach event coming up very soon. And the panel will join us in a discussion about the specific photography skills you need to know in general to be a a quality shooter. Perhaps you'll learn a new skill set or maybe a best practice in the process. Along the way, we hope to entertain, inform, and inspire your journey as a photographer, regardless of your level of experience or quality of gear. Welcome. Thanks for listening. I'm Gina Elliott-Prue. So, panel, have you guys caught up on your sleep and laundry after look three? I'm getting there, slowly but surely. <laughs> I can imagine. I can, it's been quite a month, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's been a, uh, it's been a phenomenal month, both for the, uh, the CPI and then uh, photography in Charlottesville, and then e- even larger, the photography community in general. June was an amazing month. Learning, networking, viewing world-class photography. It was hard to know whether or not to be inspired or humbled a lot of the time. Look 3 was a fantastic, roaring success in its fourth year. And Nick, I'm sure as the CPI director and the Look 3 volunteer coordinator, you've got a lot to tell us about. So once you get started. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the introduction, Gina. Mm-hmm. Um, Look three was—I uh, keep hearing over and over again—and and I'll reiterate this uh, a couple times throughout this podcast that it was the best festival to date, and that was uh, largely in part due to um, the the CPI uh, volunteers that stepped up to be our venue captains, and then we also had a large representation of the CPI within the uh, the volunteers total. We had, it was approximately, I think the final count was we had 120 people sign up and we had about 60 to 70 show and participate in um, look three activities to, to help uh, coordinate that, whether it be manning a station at the Paramount or simply sitting in a gallery and providing information for any visitors. Um, so uh, there's a, a number of highlights to go over, uh, but I also just want to close this thought and say thanks again to all the the volunteers and everybody who put their uh, hard work, time, and effort into Look 3. And I know the festival director, Andrew Owen, and all the other Look 3 senior staff were extremely pleased with the festival, and they're looking forward to 2012. Outstanding. What was your highlight personally? Um, Personally, well, (laughs) unfortunately, I was stuck (laughs) Look through your headquarters, so I didn't get to see too too much, but I did get to break off and I saw uh, Massimo speak, and that was great. Um, it's always so funny to um, see, or you know, I view Massimo from a distance. All I simply see is his work, and his work is very dark and very gritty, and maybe dark's not a good work, but but very gritty. And you would expect him to kind of be this. Um, quiet, like esoteric, um, maybe like very moderate personality, like a James Knockway. And he gets there on stage and he's explicative this, explicative that, like very geeky, like very remnant of somebody that I would have worked with in the military. Um, and it was cool. And, and I really appreciated his, uh, his down to earth approach with photography. And it's like, it's hearing people like him that um, you know, make it seem like his work isn't too far away, even though it's absolutely phenomenal. I don't know if I could ever accomplish something like that. But um, so that was a big highlight for me. Well, let's ask about the members of the panel. Tammy Kiefer is a local photographer. She's on the panel this month. Tammy, what did you think of Look? 
Well, it was my first Look 3 festival, um, so I was just completely blown away. Um, one, uh, I actually got to volunteer for Sasha Wolf's Interacting with Galleries, which was fantastic because I've personally been thinking about um, you know, doing my own gallery and, you know, s sitting in her lecture, it really, it, it really made me realize that I don't know much about anything <laughs> when it comes to that, but it was, it was fantastic. And I, I greatly look forward to next year already. I, I agree with you. It was, it was, I've been to all of the looks so far. This one was the best one as far as I'm concerned of content and, and, uh, uh just the people I got to meet. I got to walk down the downtown mall and have Antonin tell me a dirty joke. That was <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> he put his arm around me, pulled me closer in, and he said, Gina, let me tell you a joke. And I will not repeat it on this podcast, but let's just say it was my highlight. <laughs> Ron Dressel is another member of the panel this month. Ron Dressel is a fantastic local photographer as well. Ron, what did you see and feel and experience at Look? Hey, how you doing? Um, unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to check out many of the uh, events this year, but um, you know, I did get a chance to to uh, partake in the CPI annual photo contest and reception, and I did attend that, and that was uh, that was very fun, and there was so much you know great work being displayed there, and it, it was. It was, it was very fun and interesting to see, you know, different perspectives, different people's work, you know, local photographers' work, and um, it was very, very uh, rewarding and humbling as well to uh, to see all the the great photographers and their work in the area. It was wonderful. Well, you know, well, in theory, you did see Look because that was indeed part of the Look's local work galleries. So that's right. a great way to just t start talking about that. Right. Um, the CPI reception and photography contest, smack dab in the middle of look three. It was on Friday of that weekend, and uh, it was pretty awesome. I, I, I know a, a lot of people were pretty excited to see their prints large on the wall and win prizes. Nick uh, put together a pretty big prize package this year. Nick, do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I first want to also thank our sponsors. Uh, Richmond Camera and Crutchfield stepped it up huge this year. Um, and for anybody who didn't attend or is hearing this podcast for the first time, uh, Richmond Camera donated 10 24 by 36 prints, which retail for about $150 a piece. And then on top of that, they gave us 58 by 10 prints to display along um, the backside of our wall by our studio. So it was extremely, extremely generous for them. And another good bullet for them, too, is even when prints fell off the wall, we had three prints for all because the, the CPI space can get a little hot and a little humid. Um, they still uh, sent us another three replacement prints at no cost, which was fan fantastic. And then the other big surprise of the contest, which was um, news to me about two weeks out, and um, is we asked Crutchfield to donate initially a very small point-and-shoot S95 camera, which retails for about $400. And without even prompting them, without even asking them, they went ahead and upped the prize package, and they gave us a Nikon D5100. They gave us a, a camera bag, a Tamarack camera bag. They gave us a monopod. They gave us... Uh, cards. They gave us um, batteries for the camera. Just phenomenal prize package. I, I don't know what the total cost is, but I would imagine it's probably around twelve hundred dollars that they gave us. And um, it took very little work from our end, which was great. So uh, I want to plug those two local businesses and encourage you guys to go out and visit them. On top of that, too, uh, Joel Kodiamat did a phenomenal job of um, rallying all the local restaurants to donate food for us. And we'll include all of those sponsors in the show notes, but I want to thank them all individually for uh, contributing to this effort. 
as as people may or may not know, we're a nonprofit organization. We maintain a very thin budget. So when we go out to do stuff like this, uh, I'm glad that we have community support so we can make it really big and pay back to um, the photographers in our community and our CPI members. I think we're very lucky to live in Charlottesville and being photographers, don't you? It's it's just the it, it's the best place to be if you want to be in photography, and we're really lucky to have all the support that we have from businesses like that. The contest was fabulous this year. We had how many entries? We had um, two hundred and seventeen entries, and out of that, I think it, it breaks down to about sixty to sixty-five photographers. So um, participation was 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 great this year, and um, seeing you know everything we do, it seems to just quadruple or, or leapfrog past the prior success. From the previous year, so uh, we have some really, I have some really big plans for next year. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say anything now since we're 11 months away, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to, I want to build off those past successes, and I also, I want to thank all the CPI members who um, are willingly participating. Just a quick note about contests. Personally, I try to compete in every contest, no matter what. I think the the reciprocity is is so small, but the rewards that you can get out of it are absolutely immense. Uh, whether I mean, not even just the tangible goods you can get, just simply the exposure of your work. Um, I think a big misconception is that people, you know, they'll they'll share their photos out on like Facebook and social networking sites, and they'll get the pats on the back from their friends. But I think they're really the true test of a photographer and the true test of your growth and your abilities is competing and then winning. And if you can, I think that's a great affirmation of your work and that you're doing something right and uh, or you're doing something, I should say, not something right. <laughs> I agree with you. I enter contests a lot of the times just for the the editing experience to learn to look at my work critically and learn how to pull what's what I believe to be good out, even if it doesn't win the contest. It's that in itself is a great exercise for me. Um, oh, well, let's see. We should talk about the winners this year, shouldn't we? Because there were some fantastic winning photographs. Yeah, absolutely. So our first place winners were uh, Tammy, who's on our panel today. Alex was second place and third was Eric Kelly. And it, it was great. I really uh, appreciated the judges and the, um, the I should say, uh, varied um, opinions and tastes that they brought to the judging competition. We had Andrew Rowan, who was the Look 3 Festival director. Um, we also had the owner of Chroma, uh, Deborah McLeod. And then our third judge was Andrew Cedarmark of Seville Weekly. So, uh, and I, I got to see an inside taste um, or an inside perspective as to their, their judging. And it was, it was so varied and it was so distinctive. But um, I was really glad to see Tammy's first place photo. Actually, that was the one photo out of all 217 entries that they all unanimously voted on. So, okay. so that's pretty cool. That's a good sign when everybody agrees that it's a winning photograph, Tammy, and I agree as well. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Tammy? Okay, uh, well, the, the fight was held in Fishersville, Virginia, and I uh, just happened to uh, be attending for a couple of fighters from my uh, school, the MMA Institute in Charlottesville. Awesome. Well, it's a beautiful photograph. I love the graphics of it. And we're going to have it up with our podcast. So there'll be a link that you can take a look at. First place, second place, and third place. Fantastic work. And also, you can uh, you know visit the CPI for a while now and still see some of the uh, other photographs while they're still on display. But they're going to be coming down pretty soon. Uh, but soon enough, we'll have other things to look at. Now, there's a ton of summer left. That's hard to imagine, given how June has been, because basically everybody's been on a roller coaster all through June. But now we're, we've reached July. There's still a lot of shooting weather left. What's on tap for July, Nick? Well, we have a, a number of things coming down the pike. Um, the Southwood project is uh, going to be in the near future. 
And um, that's a fantastic collaboration between us and the Bridge PAI, which is another nonprofit organization in Charlottesville. Each year, they head into the uh, Southwood project, which is actually a, a project in itself, Section 8 housing. And um, they find six to eight kids who are interested in photography and writing and have this encompassing two-week program. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to be the lead instructor. Last year, it was Billy. And I'm also working with John Castine, who's a very talented local writer. And uh, we built a great syllabus this year. We're really going to focus on uh, photography fundamentals, teaching the technical, which big surprise, that's coming from me. And uh, I'm also hoping to bring in um, six to eight photographers on July 21st. We're going to meet at the bridge at, at 0830. And then we're going to venture to Darden Tau Park and we're going to be doing environmental portraits. And the morning's still a little up in the air. I was thinking we could do a photo scavenger hunt, which is what G did a couple months back with the CPI. Um, but as I'm kind of diving more into this project and talking to John and getting a little better understanding about Southwood, I think we're going to have uh, some interesting things coming down the pike. So even if you're not able to participate, I encourage you to uh, check out the Bridge website, which we'll include in the, in the show notes. Check out last year's Southwood project. Um, the final product that we kick out on the last day of class is an actual book that you can purchase. And wow. um, purchasing the book actually helps out Southwood. It helps out the bridge. It just brings awareness to, uh, to their community. And then um, the larger, bigger bullet about this is, uh, you know, we're bringing this photography to, to kids and, and youth who normally wouldn't see this type of work or wouldn't have this kind of access to it. So it's really great that we can bring the arts to their doorstep and uh, give them a free week of instruction, um, bring some of Charlottesville's very talented local photographers together with the Southwood kids, and uh, really produce a great product for everyone. Well, speaking of talented photographers, um, our first place winner of the contest, while, while uh, Tammy, you haven't actually done the Southwood project before, you certainly have experience with the Southwood community. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, my husband, Jason, and I uh, used to deliver meals on wheels. And Southwood was one of the uh, one of the places that we used to deliver to, and it just seems like such a wonderful community of of just a mix of of races, and and everybody is just out there. Um, you know, you could you could drive by any given day um, during the summer and just see a bunch of people cooking out, people playing basketball just sitting out on their porches and it's just something that I've I've always appreciated as a community. A strong sense of community. And, yeah. 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 And I don't I don't uh you know Jason and I don't have a uh don't have any neighbors so this is something that we're you know it, it's something that we appreciate. And um and you know besides that I love photography and and just to help somebody else um with you know, my knowledge is is very rewarding. And indeed, just think about think about all of the uh, the power you're going to give to these shoot these young shooters to communicate about their life with a camera. I mean, you're really going to be doing a, a great service to them and their community to allow the the spirit of their community to be sort of displayed for the rest of the city and and perhaps the rest of the region. So good luck with that, guys. Good luck with Southwood. I can't wait to see the work that you make. And we've got one more event for oh, two more, two more events to talk about. And the next one that we're going to speak of is a great opportunity for serious shooters that want to learn more about studio lighting and working with models. Um, and this one is with local photographer and CPI supporter Ron Dressel. Hey, Ron, thanks for dropping by. Hey, thanks for having me. 
Glad to see you. Now, for a second here, we uh, let's introduce you a little bit, let people know a little bit about your experiences so they'll know why that maybe taking your workshop is a good idea. So tell us about your photography journey and how you became to be a professional photographer. Okay, well, um, I have been professionally, um, full-time professional photographer for about um, almost close to a year now. Um, I started out... I got my first camera probably about six, seven years ago, and I've always had a passion for photography and always loved looking at photos. And um, one day I just went out and bought a camera, and uh, you know, hey, I can give it a shot and see what I can do. Like all and, of us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, I don't have any formal training in photography. Um, I'm all self-taught. Everything I've, you know, everything I've learned has just been, you know, reading tutorials, looking at books, um, a lot of experimenting. Um, a lot of trial and error, so um, just proof to to show that you don't need a lot of formal training to be a good photographer. You just need a lot of willpower and practice. Absolutely. Uh, exactly. Willpower, so. get it? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute! I heard a pun. That's, that's, <laughs> we'll get to the pun in just a second. That's right. Well, you're—I mean, I, it's it's difficult to imagine the, the trajectory of your learning because in the short time that I've known you. You've gone from someone who was not a full-time working photographer to, in my opinion, one of the better portrait shooters in the area. And I think a lot of people can learn from you. And they should take a, at least a few minutes and consider your workshop with the pun that we have, uh, we uh, alluded to a minute ago with Will King, another photographer. You have yes. a workshop coming up. Will King yes. and Ron Dressel's Lighting Workshop. Tell us about it. All right, so the workshop is going to be on July 23rd, and it's going to run from about 10 a.m. until about 6 p.m., um, and don't worry, we're going to have an intermission in between and serve some lunch and some refreshments. So it's not going to be eight hours of hardcore, like drill information into your head. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be very loose, um, very informal, lots, lots of time for interaction and, uh, for people to ask questions and for us to, you know, go in detail and in-depth, uh, responses to them so they, so we can help them out as much as we can. Um, Basically, this workshop is going to be geared for about any level of photographer. So if you're a beginner uh, with studio lights or haven't even began working with studio lights, to you know, or if you have some knowledge and have some working capabilities with studio lights and flash, um, this workshop will be geared towards pretty much anybody. And you know, we're going to cover a lot of the basics. Um, we're going to we're going to cover basic camera functions and how they relate to uh, working with flash, uh, different types of lighting equipment, um, studio lights, off-camera strobes, um, maybe even constant lights, uh, different types of modifiers and how they work and give different effects with light, um, and you know, achieving different, achieving accurate color in your photos and how to set different moods with your lighting. So it, it's, it's going to be a very fun and informative workshop. And um, it's going to be myself and Will King, who is a very talented photographer out of the uh, Newport News area. And you can check out his work at www.willkingphoto.com. Uh, well, will you be shooting still lives? Will you be shooting each other as photographers? Or will you have models in there? Uh, we will actually have some models um, appear uh, coming to the workshop so the uh, participants will be able to work with the models and you know we'll also give direction and 
you know, give some tips and pointers on how to interact and work with the models. So if you haven't had too much experience working with them, um, it'll be a good experience on interacting and working with models and how to direct them and, and so forth. That's really two skill sets you're teaching, two very important skill sets, the technicality of lighting as well as the interpersonal skills of working with a model. That's very valuable to me, I think. Uh, exactly. that's a, you, you can't get the portrait if you haven't somehow connected with the subject's soul through the interpersonal connection, it, it, I, I, I think. So learning how to work with the, the live model is just as valuable. Now, if someone's interested in this, are there still um, uh, slots available? How much does it cost? What would they have to do if they wanted to uh, check it out? Um, there's a few ways you can go about signing up for it. One is through the uh, Meetup CPI site, which will be in the show notes. And also, um, Will and my blog, you can go to willkingphotography.com and onto his blog, and there's a link. And there's also a link on my blog, and that's rondrussellphotography.com. And as far as the cost for the workshop, the workshop is $200, um, and that's going to cover the all-day uh, workshop and we will provide all the equipment you need so the only thing you really need to bring is your camera and a memory card uh, all the lighting equipment we're gonna provide modifiers backdrops models lights everything else will be provided and also lunch and I think there's pro I think there's also a possibility that we're gonna have some prizes and giveaways at the end cool okay well, that sounds like a, a great learning opportunity for all the local shooters that want to learn more about studio lights. Um, I personally will be attending this class, too, so I hope to learn a lot as well. Thanks, Ron. Best of luck with the workshop. And finally, for July, back by popular response, the July shoot-off. This is a virtual contest, um, and it's virtually a lot of fun. It went very well last time, Nick. Can you tell us what this is and what July's virtual contest, what July's shoot-off is going to be like? Yeah, absolutely. And and first thing I want to address is the uh, the contest fee that I've implemented this time. So uh, some of the reasoning behind that, um, as you guys know, we have a three thousand square foot space downtown, and um, we're we're fortunate enough to have renters in there to be able to to take care of a large amount of our um, our monthly operating costs. But uh, as we're growing as an organization, as more people are coming into the fold, as we want to increase our um, the amount of activities and events we do, our budget's starting to increase too. So part of the workshop fee is uh, helping us to um, to deal with our, our monthly budget, and then also too, I, I really believe in incentivizing the shooting, and uh, we want to be able to provide prizes to our people who place within this contest. So um, part of that money will go back to you as a shooter for the contest fee, and then part of it will go back to the organization to uh, help with their monthly operating costs. Um, but uh, the shoot-off is awesome. I really enjoy, um, I thought the last one was a great success. I modeled it actually off of uh, something that Tammy participated um, in December was the military shoot-off, where uh, you simply bring together photographers, um, you give them a subject, and they have approximately eight hours to shoot, edit, and upload those photos. Um, mm -hmm. So it really pushes the creative process. Uh, you know, it also forces people to simply get out there and shoot, which is, I think, one of the baseline principles to become a better photographer is just making more imagery. Um, yes. So the shoot-off is July 16th. As Gina mentioned, it's virtual. You actually don't have to be in Charlottesville. What we'll do is we'll email everybody who's RSVP'd yes the topic that morning and then you'll have until 5 p.m. that night to upload your imagery back to the CPI website. Um, I'm going to find some some great local judges for us and our first place winner right now will get a $50 gift certificate to uh, Pro Camera Charlottesville and I'm working with JP, our sponsorship director, to also bring in some great prizes to the fray. 
that's going to be outstanding for July. Now, can you tell me a little bit about the last contest so someone that wants to enter this will understand? Like, for example, what was the topic last time so they'll get an idea of what to expect? Yeah, uh, funny enough, we actually had a little communication difficulty. I was in the uh, Great Smoky Mountains, and I asked my girlfriend to submit the contest subject for us. <laughs> and that didn't happen, but luckily G and Chris jumped in and saved the day. And the last uh, contest was Strangers, I believe. And um, so we just asked people, I'm sorry, it was Juxtaposition. I, I said correct. Right. That was right. And um, we ask people, and it's open to interpretation. So really, it's we just give you this one subject. You can interpret it as you as you will, and upload. And um, you know, I, I encourage people to to push their creative bounds. Um, you know, you never know who the judges are going to be. You never know what their tastes are going to be. So just shoot for yourself. What you think is creative. What you think is interested. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing all the entries in July. It's going to be fascinating to see what people come up with with the topic that you guys uh, uh, shoot out to them when the contest starts. Cool. Well, I'll look forward to seeing it. Thanks a lot, Nick. We, uh, Looking at my watch here, we have just enough time, I think, for our first ever panel discussion before we go. And before we begin, I'll just, the reasoning for this is a smart person once told me that most people in all branch, all walks of life, never really attempt to be brilliant at the basics. They'll, they'll sort of not focus on the foundation. And in my opinion, a lot of people's opinion, achieving such status of being brilliant at the basics in, in photography as well as life can of, often separate you from the pack. So our first podcast is going to be an open discussion on something that all shooters should know, like the back of their hands. How, when, and with what products should we be cleaning our cameras and lenses? This is 101 stuff. If you don't know it, you should. When do you pull your trigger on factory cleaning, sensor cleanings? What should you be doing? for the care and feeding of your gear. And we're going to start the discussion right now with a, a working photographer, Tammy Kiefer. Tammy, you uh, shoot weddings with your husband at Jason Kiefer Photography. You've been shooting them for a long time now. You've been in all kinds of shooting environments. How do you care for your gear? Well, first and foremost, um, I was always told that you should read your manual. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I've, I've been somewhat successful with that. Um, I, I'm pretty basic when it comes to the care of my camera. Um, I, I'll use a um, like one of those lens cleaning cloths um, just to clean my lens. Um, I'll use air for my sensors and everything like that. But usually um, once every so often, uh, probably once every six months, we'll take it into pro camera and just have them give it a once-over. Okay, thanks, Tammy. Let's go and check with Ron Dressel, who is also a shooter who works at weddings, does studio work, all sorts of things. Ron, how do you handle your, your gear? Um, well, pretty basically. Um, I don't do anything that's um, too detailed or in-depth with it, but um, for the most part, what I do is, like, before any shoot, before and after every shoot, I usually do, like, a quick cleaning of my equipment. Um, I'll take one of those air blowers mm -hmm. and um, just blow out the sensor in my camera, make sure there's no dust in there. Um, and when, when I do that, just make sure I turn it upside down so no dust falls down into your camera body. Mm -hmm. So just hold it upside down and blow some air up there and it should knock anything that's loose out. Um, also on the, my lens elements, I'll blow some air on the back and the front elements just to get some dust off of there if there's any on there. And um, also, basically, I just have like a lens polishing cloth, which is kind of like a chamois, but okay. a little softer. 
and I'll just like wipe my lenses off with that before and after shoots. We, I can add a little bit to what you both were saying because I recently had through uh, the, the fun that I do, I do a lot of event shooting. So my cameras came back from a, a long trip of shooting and they needed to be cleaned. And I was speaking to Canon on the phone about mine and they gave me one hint that I want to share with everyone about using can of air. Um, for every person that says you should never use it, there are people that say there are certain circumstances where it's fine. And I found that with speaking to the Canon reps, they did tell me one thing though, if you use can of air, never turn it upside down or sideways because the uh, propellant in the can could eject out of the can and introduce moisture into the camera. But if you have it properly rendered, the can properly rendered, you can use it. Also, if you have a new can of can of air, spray it out a little bit into the air first to get some of that initial propellant out so you don't introduce moisture into the camera body. But that's all I can add to it. But I've saved the best for last because you, I know our fearless leader has a strong, <laughs> strong policy of how to keep gear clean and how they should be cared for. So let's, let's hear from Nick. Nick, how do you care for your gear? Gina, how'd you know I'm obsessive compulsive about my gear? <laughs> <laughs> Tell yes. us how you handle it. I'd love to. So coming from a uh, military aircrew background, I'm very, very checklist oriented. And another comment that uh, Tammy made about reading the manual, I always tell people when they think that, 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 and I would say RTFM, and, and I won't explain what that, that acronym means, but I, I encourage you to go look it up. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super methodical about camera guy. I'm trying to think about really where the genesis was um, aside from my military experience but I think it was when I when I first I had a DSLR my first one was a Kamenolta Maxim 5D and I came back from Peru and I was shooting a lot of landscapes like around F-16 um, you know like F-22 F-11 and I saw a ton of sensor dust and I'm like what the hell is this stuff and uh, I went online and um, to a site that I still use this very day that we'll introduce we'll put in the show notes is uh, cleaningdigitalcameras.com and if you go to it, it's the most like 1990s HTML site you've ever seen in your entire life with like <laughs> green fonts and like really funky looking, but it's, it's great. And I've really learned a lot from it. Um, I encourage people who shoot digital to really learn the, uh, the cleaning process themselves. Uh, I, I also, <laughs> I want to support local merchants as well, but um, I'll give you guys a couple like horror stories or I guess a, a couple war stories and maybe you can make a decision on your own. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm very methodical about how my, how my cleaning process goes. Um, before uh, any large paid shoot, I at least do a dry cleaning. And what a dry cleaning involves is uh, I'll take I'll, I'll take the body, I'll give it a once over with a with a blower. I'll, I'll take a um, a microfiber cloth, clean the exterior of the body, to, and also the diopter. And then I'll get into the sensor. And cleaning the sensor uh, is is really you know a four or five step process that seems very difficult but it's not once you've cut your teeth on it a couple times and um, from soup to nuts really quickly uh, what I'll do is I'll start off and the first thing I do is I don't blow into the camera because what happens is that metal collar around the camera body and then around the lens every time you unscrew and you screw that lens little metal shavings come off and if you look at your DSLR there's a little lip just before your uh, sensor chamber and that lip has a little bit of magnetic cling to it and what it's meant to do is to catch those metal flecks and shaving so what happens is when you unscrew your lens and if you blow air in right away you're just gonna shoot all those metal shavings right back in there so the first thing I do is I use this little foam tip and I put a little of this stuff called OptiClean it's used for cleaning microscopes and any kind of high quality optics and I'll go ahead and fetch that stuff out 
Then I'll uh, pop the mirror and I'll clean up the whole sensor chamber. And this is where you can see visibly there'll always be like dust or other components. And the nice part is some of the higher end cameras have a felt lining. So they're able to catch that stuff pretty quickly, you know, pretty well and pretty effectively. Um, but it's always worth going over that once. Um, then after that, that's when I'll finally hit the blower and I'll do what Ron said. I'll turn the camera upside down and I'll blow inside of it so the dust comes out and it doesn't fall back in. Um, after that, I'll, I'll do a dry cleaning with it with an Arctic butterfly wand. I just got one of these things recently. They're, they're great. They're like $100 and it's just a really fine nylon bristles and what happens is they'll spin around and it'll generate a static electric charge and I'll give that a once over. And I'm sure to do that for, for any kind of big shoot that I know that I'm going to be shooting at these higher apertures, especially for like studio work or um, shooting outdoors. And about once a month or so, I'll give it a wet cleaning. And what that involves is taking a, a specialized cloth and I'll put the nitrile gloves on and I'll just give my sensor a one-two pass with it just to kill any dust. Um, I'll probably, I'll stop it right there because everyone's probably like counting <laughs> their eyebrows like, this guy's a nutcase and, and you can just oh my God. questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I've heard this story before back way in the early days of the CPI. I remember him telling this story and my eyes got wider and wider. I'm like, I'm really not doing this right when he was explaining it. It could be a great idea for a coming meetup to just have people gather and clean their cameras properly as a, as a group, but maybe we'll talk about that another day. Well, thanks guys. That's about the amount of time we have today for the discussion. Once again, I do want to thank our panel, Nick, Ron, and Tammy, and also thanks to G, who is uh, our behind-the-scenes audio engineer, and of course, thanks to our sponsors, Smug Mug, Richmond Camera, Pro Camera, Crutchfield, and Nations Photo Lab. Most of all, thank you for joining us today. Learn more about the Charlottesville Photography Initiative by visiting us online, meetup.com forward slash the CPI, or check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Membership is only $20 a year, qualifying you for many free events and learning opportunities. Our next podcast is in August and will offer up all the news about photography in the Charlottesville, Virginia and surrounding region. In the meantime, keep shooting, everyone. <laughs>